So are you a nice person? You're not a jerk, right? That's good, because we're going to talk with Dave Delaney, founder of Networking for Nice People, on this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? Make sure to join me for this month's episode of Office Small Business Academy, where I discuss how to get new customers using the power of referrals, including how to design a program that works for your business. Small Business Academy is a webcast series that features experts and analysts with accessible real-world advice, ready to be put into use by entrepreneurs, creative professionals, techies, and leaders who'd rather be the boss than work for one. Register now at aka.ms Duct Tape Marketing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Dave Delaney. He is a consultant, speaker, and author. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a book called New Business Networking. Uh, Generally, we're going to talk about networking. And we're also going to talk a little bit about his fairly new project, Networking for Nice People. So Dave, uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Now, I think, quite frankly, that sounds kind of lame. I would join a group called Networking for Jerks. <laughs> but for nice people, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I thought about buying that domain and then redirecting it to a page that's just like for mean people. <laughs> so so tell me a little bit. Let's start there. Um, what is networking? What's the, What's the concept behind networking for nice people? Yeah, so Networking for Nice People is a website that's dedicated to the topic of networking, but um, I don't know, everybody has gone to networking events or, you know, mixers or meet, meetups or business, you know, conferences and things where you end up feeling um, like you need a shower afterwards. Like people have just, you know, you've got people whipping business cards in your face and, and it's just a horrible kind of experience and it's just, ugh. and so um, I've I have a lot of experience in, in running, running events over the years and things. And I've always tried to bring them to create them as, as, uh, you know, quote unquote, authentic as possible, but really just breathing in some humanity into it and being friendly and being nice. And so, um, I wrote a book, yeah, new business networking a couple of years back and, um, have recently revisited the topic of networking and the importance of that. And it just, everything I do in my life keeps coming back to the topic of networking. And so, um, after speaking to some friends, uh, they encouraged me to start something new and it has been going great. I've got, um, you know, members joining all of the time. And then of course it, there's a free networking tips newsletter and there's a free, uh, blog and things, but there's also a paid group as well. So, you know, networking's been with us forever. It's not a new uh, concept by any means. Right. Has it fundamentally changed? And, and not that there aren't still people out there doing it the old school way, but has it fundamentally changed in terms of what is effective today? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't think it's fundamentally changed, but I think in how we use technology, you know, my book is about combining online and offline networking. So it's about using social media to an email and, and content to build relationships and things, but also being in person and meeting uh, in person is really important. So, you know, using social, for example, you can research a conference and who's going to be there before going and even reach out and start establishing relationships before going so that when you are there, you're not there alone. You can re- meet up with people right away. And so, and then same f- it factors into the follow-up as well. So I don't think networking's 
changed as much as the technologies and tools that we have um, have empowered us to, to make it better. Yeah, and I was really going to ask you about that because I think that just what you said, I mean, you might belong to a chamber group and they have a networking thing once a month and you'd go and you'd meet some people and then you'd start sort of the follow-up phone call, email you know, process. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that's really cool about some of the, the technology is that you could, I think you can really speed that connection up because you can find some common points on like LinkedIn or something. And, and so all of a sudden, it, you know, you, you find common ground, you find ways, you know, that age old, we should be working together, you know, but then nobody right. can figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times because of the digital footprint we all leave out there now, we, we leave so many clues for people. No, yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of content out there that you can you can refer back to 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 yeah to learn about somebody before meeting them in person. So one of the things, of course, a lot of people think about networking for you know getting new clients or meeting meeting prospects, and I, I think the people that I think the people that really do this well are they seem like they're wired. I mean, sometimes I suppose they worked at it and they practice and whatnot, but but they they think of networking as pretty much a twenty four seven. I mean, and not in a spammy way but just in a you know, mm-hmm. who, who can i meet who can i help who you know who can i find out more about um is that is that an approach that that you promote or not promote necessarily but that, that you think is the way that you have to look at this yeah no I, I think it absolutely is in fact i've got a manifesto that i've created on the uh, uh networking for nice people.com about about that very topic and, and and sort of the idea that yeah it really networking is fundamentally about helping other people before asking for anything in return. And in some cases, not for asking for anything in return. It's, it's, it's about helping others first and foremost. And I think being in, I think everybody become better people. We all become better people when we, when we're thinking constantly about who can I help today? Or if I meet somebody and they say, I'm between jobs instead of saying, Oh, that's too bad. But actually thinking, Oh, I know somebody at a company that's hiring. Maybe I should introduce them. And so there's, if, you know, I think it's just a nice way for you to be thinking about helping others all the time and, and finding ways to connect people and things and, and then providing that value to folks. Um, and that, that applies online and offline. Do you think there is an effective sort of systematic way to work an event? Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I'm actually <laughs> I'm putting together an online course right now about how to ne- how to use networking before a conference, during a conference, and after a conference. It's kind of like three sections of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I think I think there is a systematic way, but at the same time, I think you also have to be open to uh, serendipity and just, um, I remember I, I, I had an old podcast, you were a guest, thank, thank, thankful, thank, uh, I'm thankful for that. And I spoke with um, Hugh Forrest, who runs uh, South by Southwest Interactive. It was like the first episode. And, and Hugh said something to me that stuck with me. I wanted to get, like, get it tattooed on my chest and it was surrender to serendipity, um, which I just have, have always loved that line. And so I think there, there are certainly um, systematic ways to uh, attend an event and network well and efficiently. But at the same time, I think you do have to be able to let your guard down and just have some fun and, and surrender to serendipity. Yeah. I, re- I read a, a research um, 
study recently that talked, though, about events. Like there were very strategic places. I'm, I'm thinking about the typical sort of chamber mixer, you know, kind of mm-hmm. event that there were strategic places to hang out to have the best conversations and that like you never want yep. to be by the door and don't hang out by the food. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And, and I suspect people that that really have a strong objective when they go into one of these events probably try to stack the cards, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they try to make the most of their time and especially if it's a conference or something where you're spending money to travel and, and you know, the cost of the the ticket itself, you need to make sure that that it's going to prove an, a good ROI on, on the investment of actually going to the, the conference in the first place. So, or the time even to go to a chamber, a local chamber event. Um, but yeah, there are certainly ways, yeah, hanging out, you know, getting there early, I think is a big one. Um, talking to sponsors is a huge one. That's actually how my book came to be. Yeah. Um, Jason Falls had a conference called Explore and I was there speaking and I had some downtime between sessions and um, there was a sponsor table set up. Um, Catherine Bull was working her uh, her table. I didn't know her at the time and she w- it was a uh, for Q Publishing and she just looked dreadfully bored. You know, you know there's all these books on her table and she's just kind of standing there. So I just went over and introduced myself and, and started small talking with her and I wasn't there to pitch a book at all. In fact, I never even said the idea of the book out loud, not even to my wife, but I had this idea loosely in my head and started chatting with her. And, and one thing led to another. And she asked me, you know, what my book would be if I had one. And I told her this idea again, with no intention or plan of pitching the idea. And next thing I knew I had a book deal. <laughs> so, you know, as a result of going and, and speaking to a sponsor and just you know, talking to strangers, which is something I preach a lot, unless you're my kids, um, <laughs> but talking, talking to strangers at conferences and, and talking to the sponsors, cause you know, they're there to meet people except they're stuck behind a booth. And I've worked as an exhibitor at many, many conferences over the years. So I know, I know that pain. So it's important to, to go and meet new people at conferences and, and networking events and mixers and things. What do you say to that, the, that, percentage of the population that says, yeah, I just am not good at that. Or I just don't like doing that. I'm I'm terrible at small talk. I mean, is it just like, you know, buck up and, you know, do it? Or is, are there some ways to get better at that? Yeah. So I think, well, there are certainly ways to get better at it, but I think, you know, for the people who say they, they hate networking or they, you know, all the things that you just said, um, I think of networking as important as first dates and job interviews Mm -hmm. where, you know, Nobody likes to go on a first date and nobody likes to go on job interviews. And by the way, the interviewers don't enjoy them much either. Um, but these are all things that have to happen in order for you to you know, progress in your life. So you're not going to ever meet your you know, future wife or husband if you don't go out on any dates. So you've got to go out on those first dates. And the same applies to job interviews. You're not going to get a job if you don't show up and go to the job interview, even though that's uncomfortable. And networking is the same for a lot of people. It's an awkward uncomfortable thing. And so, but in order to grow your business, in order to meet new people and grow your network, um, you've got to, you've just got to do it. You got to buck up. So we've been talking about those in-person, you know, events, but what about that person that, uh, you know, the world out there is, is who they need to network or, or some, some segment of the world that happens to be scattered? Um, you know, tools like LinkedIn, I mean, uh, can you network specifically or only on tools like that and still be effective? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, I honestly, I'm a big believer in, you know, in, in how relationships change when you actually meet the person in, in person. Um, the whole hugs, high fives and handshakes. 
Um, you know, it really is about meeting people in person and, and that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, however, you know, I still have friends from Twitter, for example, who I've known for years who I've never actually met in person. Um, so I think you can use social media and like LinkedIn, for example, a social network to establish relationships and to start to meet people. Um, but if possible, you know, convening at a conference or, or somewhere where you can all come together is, is an important part of it, too. So I think I think it is important to, to meet people in person, too. So if somebody came to you and said, my success, or at least what I think I'm you know, trying to meet my objectives, uh, depends upon me meeting X person, X person. So uh-huh. how, if somebody came to you with that assignment, would with the theory that you can get a meeting with just about anyone, um, <laughs> what, what would be the way that you'd tell that person to break that down? Uh, so if they're looking for somebody with a specific title, for example, or, or who work for a specific company, um, you know, I, I get that question a lot from people who are maybe between jobs and they're looking for, you know, a new job. And I say, well, what co- what company in town would you really like to work for? And they don't usually have a good answer or they don't they don't know with certainty. And so I say, well, think about it. And so they come back and say, OK, let's say in, I'm in Nashville. So like Nissan is a big company here. So let's say they want to work for Nissan. Um, you know, there there are steps to 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 research Nissan to find out who um, uh in those companies are the people that you should connect with. So LinkedIn certainly is a great valuable tool for that, where you can do a search for companies and, and find people by job title and even geographically. Um, but then also on Facebook, you know, Facebook search often gets overlooked where you can do a search on Facebook for friends who know people who work for Nissan or my friends who work for Nissan or something, you know, you can do different variations of search within Facebook to see who, you know, or who you might be able to be introduced to um, that knows somebody at Facebook or at uh, Nissan. Yeah, and I think, um, I think that's a even on LinkedIn. I think a lot of times uh, people see who they know, but um, or who they'd like to meet, but mm-hmm. they stop short at well, who is that person connected to? Because <laughs> it's right, kind of, and it's, it's kind of this big oh, web, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's such a. I mean, I just did this for a client actually. I got an introduction to somebody at a because I'm fairly well connected on LinkedIn, and so I use LinkedIn to get a to get. I use my network to get an introduction to somebody at a company, so that I could introduce that person to my client. Um, you know, and and so LinkedIn is so powerful that way, and people often. Um, don't really understand LinkedIn fully. I mean, I think sometimes people misunderstand LinkedIn as just a place for people to post their resumes and that's it. And there's so much more to it than that. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Thrive Leads. This is a tool that we use on the Duct Tape Marketing website uh, thoroughly for content upgrades, for slide in boxes. Actually, we even use the visual editor for all the pages and landing pages that we design. So go check it out at uh, ducttapemarketing.com. We'll have a special link uh, in the show notes for today and uh, check it out. Um, What, if any, role is there uh, for content in networking? I think using content depends on what you're doing exactly. But I think you know, let's say your own company blog or your personal blog. I mean, I think sharing your thoughts and opinions on your industry or, you know, things related to your line of work or even personal items to some extent, I I think all of that helps to, to let people know, you know, more about you. Um, And the more people know 
about people, the more they gain trust, you know, the more they trust them over time, you know, it's that whole no like and trust thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think using content, you can, you can help tell a story, tell your story. And, uh, and so for those who are researching people to connect with, they may find you and, uh, you know, feel similar on, on whatever topics you're writing about. So I think there's a lot, of course, there's the SEO side of it as well. I know a great book about SEO. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think also the SEO side of it is, is important too. You know, I have over the years, uh, been pretty effective using other people's content too. Um, and, and, mm. you know, you go talk to somebody about XYZ industry or whatever. A lot of times people don't, I mean, there's so much knowledge out there and great resources and tools that you could produce a, almost produce a research paper for somebody, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you know the, the, the search and you know how to plug into some of the tools and you find the most shared content. And I've had a lot of luck, uh, you know, sharing two or three links with somebody saying, Hey, we talked about this. Uh, you, you probably ought to read these two articles and people really appreciate that. I think too. Oh yeah. I mean, one thing you can do with your own content even is if you go to a conference and you meet somebody and you write them that follow up email, hopefully everybody's following up. Um, <laughs> Because that's essential. That's just such a key part. But if you follow up, instead of saying, hey, it was nice to meet you at the conference. Have a great day. You could say, hey, it was great to meet you. Um, I just wrote a blog post about all my thoughts about the conference. You may want to take a look. Here's a link. And that drives them over to your site so they can get to know you better and maybe subscribe to your blog or your newsletter and and start following you. Um, so that's a, that's a great application for that kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's – the other thing too is when you – something I always tell people is if you share – um, articles that you're finding from bloggers, journalists, whatever, authors, or all of the above. Um, taking a step further and finding that person, that author's Twitter handle, and then tweeting. So if you're sharing, if you're tweeting an article, uh, mm -hmm. you know, include the person, the author's Twitter handle, mm -hmm. um, and give them a shout out even and say, you know, gosh, you know, Joe Schmo's post here was amazing because whatever, and then a link. Um, I think giving that author a shout out is going to get you on their radar and they may like it. They may retweet it, but they may start to notice you sharing their stuff. But if you're just sharing a link to their blog, they're not necessarily going to see that. Um, so I think that's just an extra step you can take to start building relationships with people. Do you have a, a systematic approach to kind of working your own connections? You know, like every Friday I do blah, blah, blah. Do you have a sort of a routine like that? I do. And it's getting, it's always being fine tuned. And of course, you know, I'm always overwhelmed uh, <laughs> with so many different balls in the air. So I get distracted by cat videos as well. Um, Cause I live on the internet. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do carve out time each week, uh, some blocks of time to follow up with people. Um, I've started doing something that has resulted really well where um, and I use a CRM and some other tools to to remind me to follow up with people. But sometimes, um, let's say I, I was at a conference uh, maybe six months ago or a year ago. Um, I used Gmail as my search or as my um, as my email. And so I do a search back into my Gmail for messages that I sent with the name of that conference just after the conference and maybe like within a month. And that search, those search results show me you know, all the emails I sent to follow up with people so that I can remember, okay, yeah, I never ended up hearing back from this person. I need to follow up with them again. It's been six months or it's been a year. You know, I could ask them, are they going back to the conference this year or, you know, whatever happened about XYZ that we talked about, you know, so there's, it's, it's just a good little step 
um, to do, you know, once or twice a week to start checking in and following up. And yes, I use a CRM um, and other tools to remind me to follow up with folks too. But I try to block it out in cert- certain time chunks. That's something I'm really focusing on. So I think one of the greatest networking uh, ploys, if you will, is to teach networking. If if you're good at it, um, mm-hmm. te- teach your clients how to do it. Teach you know prospects how to do it, and and it really I think can turn into a tremendous networking uh, tool or approach. You know, in it in and of itself. Um, do you think Do you think that Do you think most mar- most marketers or most business owners uh, uh, could learn from that idea? Absolutely. I mean, that was a big that was a big part of the inspiration of starting networking for nice people as well. I mean, there's tons of free content there, but the private community there also, um, you know, are, are people from all sorts of walks of life and different different uh, business backgrounds and different, you know, c- completely different industries. And so it's a really great uh, group of people who share um, share their own experiences and tips and, and questions. And, and I get in there you know, all, all week long, really helping people as well. So it's, it's, yeah, I think there is a lot of opportunity there. It's, it's part of the reason why I'm creating this course. Um, because I think twofold, like if you are going to a conference on your own dime, you know, you're going to want the best results from going for to a conference. So, so doing this online course will help you prepare for that. On the flip side, if you're, you know, a, a corporation or a large company and you're sending your your team to a conference, you obviously, that's even a much bigger investment for the company. And so you're going to want to hire ROI on that. And so, you know, purchasing a course and having your staff take that course from, from you know, will help them uh, learn how to get the best results and the highest ROI from attending a conference in the first place. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for education there. So we'll have a link to um, networking for nice people in the show notes. So, uh, Dave, it was uh, great catching up with you. I think you too. I think I'll be in. I think I'll be in Nashville and not in the fall um, for an event. So maybe we'll see you out there on the road. Absolutely, yeah. I'd love to see you in person. And um, I want to encourage your listeners if they want. If they go to networkingfornicepeople.com/slash/duct-tape at the end, there's a discount there if they wanna if they wanna check it out and you know it's up to them. Oh, I thought you were gonna say go there and John gets ten dollars of every um, subscription purchase there. No. Yes, there you go. There's that too, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And a big fine meal when you come to Nashville. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah, um, it's it's already very reasonably priced, so I appreciate yeah. uh, that, and we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Cool, man. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon. All right. Take care. Thanks.